This evening, I have a message to share with you. And the message is a mixture of motivations, sharing of the word, and prayers. I therefore call for every man to listen to and to understand what I'm saying and to have this understanding the moment I start sharing the message with you. Acts 3 from verse 2. The Bible says, And a certain man lame from his mother's womb was carried. From there laid daily at the gate of the temple, which is called Beautiful, to ask alms of them that entered into the temple. Who sing Peter and John about to go into the temple asked an alms. And Peter, fastening his eyes upon him with John, said, Look at us. And he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive something of them. Then Peter said, Silver and gold have I now, but as such as I have, give I thee. In the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And he took him by the right hand and lifted him, lifted him up, and immediately his feet and ankle bones received strength. The Bible speaks of a man who was completely having a big problem. His problem he was a beggar. The Bible calls him a beggar. And he was sitting at the temple all the times. And people were entering in the temple and he would request for arms. He would request for gifts. On this particular day, I want to understand one thing here. Because we're getting into a very powerful message today. The Bible says, every time people were entering in the temple, this man would ask for arms, ask for help, ask. And I just want you to look at this statement. He was asking for help. And the Bible says he was sitting at the gate. And the name of the temple was called Beautiful. And he was sitting at the beautiful gate. But the man's life was not a beautiful life. And he was living by asking from people. And fortunately, he was a man. 
The Bible says he was a man. And this man, for him to live, he had to ask for something to be given to him. That's how his life was. And I, I can tell you, <laughs> I can sense somebody's life. I can sense that. I'm telling you. I'm sensing someone who is in the temple. He's in the church. And has been asking. Some are asking for jobs. Some are asking for contracts. Some are asking for their jobs to be given back. Some are asking, I don't know what they're asking, but you see, they're like this man at the beautiful girl asking for something. The only problem is this man was lame. And he was not asking for healing to come to his, to his life. He accepted it. This is how I shall be. When I go in the house of the Lord, I know God can't do anything to me. The only thing I'll ask from God or from the people is at least they should give me some sense, some changes, some coins to give me for me to take home. Do you know that we have got some people who have accepted their problem? There are people who have accepted. This is how I must, I must be. I am poor. Our family background. This is how we are. This is how we are. I don't have to drive a car. I have to be in a taxi all the times. I live in a rain and, and I have to be borrowing money. And I have to be looking for that. I have to be doing that. So I have accepted the problem. To a level whereby even if they are in church. They are not in church to address their issue. They are in church. They'll ask them, what should I pray for you? They'll be like, pray for my mother. My mother's sick. But if you see their life, their life needs intervention. They have accepted they are fired. They have accepted this is how they're supposed to be. But when they met Peter, Peter didn't see what the man was used to. Peter said, we must handle the real problem. The real problem of this man was not money. The real problem was he was lame. His legs had no strength. And the Bible says, Peter went and put strength on his legs. The Bible said, when he said, rise up, it says strength came on his feet. That's what I want to do today. I want strength to come on the feet of your spiritual life. I receive. Strength to come on the feet of your calling. I receive. Strength to come on the feet of your business. I receive. Strength. The Bible says strength came on his feet. He said, look at us. Peter said, look at us. And I, I'm just looking at this problem as the biggest problem. It's, it's a conference for men. How many here men are not having any property in their life? They don't have land, they don't have a house, they don't have anything. I want to see you hands up. And I want to tell you something. You will leave this place with something. I receive. Now, I, I'm not joking. How many men are building something but haven't finished? How many men are building something but they have not finished because of finances? I'm here to tell you something. 
Do you know what? You have come at the right time. Because your hands will touch success. It's a conference for men. I hear you, prophet. I hear you, prophet. How many men here don't have a car? How many men don't have a car? <laughs> Say bye bye, poverty. Bye bye poverty. I can't hear you. Are you on man? Sit down for a moment. I, I, wa I want to address this thing. You see, as I said, it's a mixture of preaching and motivation. So you must just bear with me. If you're watching, you're like, what is he preaching about? Okay, I'm preaching about what I'm preaching about, okay? Hear me, hear me, and hear me very well. It's going to be a mixture, as I've said, of scriptures and motivations. Because you are a man. The Bible says that God made a man in his image. In, a, in the image of God, he made he. Now, I want to say this to you because you, you have something that you are missing somewhere which you have been missing all these years but you're going to catch it in this conference. Allow me to keep on asking questions. How many men here, they are not working but maybe their partners, wives or girlfriends are working? Can I see your hand up? We thank God for their jobs. But I want to say this to you. After this conference, Oh, yes. You shall become greater than them. I receive. They have done their part. Time has come, you're going to spoil them with... Oh. I receive. What God will do upon you, you're going to thank them better. You will be like, oh, you stood with me. It's my time to stand with you. I'm talking to a man in this place. Oh, yes. Now, let, let me tell you something. The gift I'm giving you is this bottle. Okay? Iron Man oil. Whether somebody likes it or not. Oh, yes. If you use this gift. Oh, yes. That car is guaranteed. I receive. That house is guaranteed. I receive. That job is guaranteed. I receive. Somebody shout yes. Yes. Let me say this to you. Let me tell you. I know what I'm talking about. I have prayed for this oil. I asked God. I said, Lord, give us man. In a time like this, we need brave and strong men. I said, God, we need strong and brave men. I said, God, we need men in the time like this. Men with great hearts. Men who stand with the ministry. 
men who support the church oh, and yes. build the kingdom. And the Lord said, I shall command you on the third day of the conference, you shall give them oil. For whosoever shall take the oil and use it on their heads, I, the Lord, shall open their destinies. Oh, yes. I shall make a way in the desert. I and on the sea, I shall open the journey for them. Now, if you are watching me, if you are right here, and if you have this oil, I'm telling you, this oil, all men who, who cannot give birth to a child, you want to have a child? All men with issues as men in their bedroom? This oil? What are you talking about? Iron Man! Now watch this. So every person, begin to think big. Start thinking big now. Now, how will we achieve this? Sit down for a moment. As I'm saying to you, all right, all men who are applying for jobs and they're not working now, can I see the hands up? Wow, I have so much work to do. But don't, no, no problems. I'll give you a gift. A prophet will give you a reward. A prophet will give you what? A reward. No problem. Now, as I said, the man at the beautiful gate, he was a man who, he embraced his problem. The biggest issue we have with men is they begin to accept their problem. I don't want you to accept your problem. I want you to deny your problem. Don't accept this how I'm, I'm supposed to be living. That's not how you're supposed to. That's not your life. Say after me. I will never be what I have been all these years. I will never be what I have been all these years. Peter said, man, you see, Peter, Peter was seeing the man. The, the man accepted his problem. Peter said, no. He said, in the name of Jesus Christ, rise and walk. There are things men of God can see on you, which you don't see. That's why I've called on you to come over here. You're sitting on that place up there. Up there. Hear me. The reason I called for you is because I, I have seen you are begging for something wrong. You need a real thing. You need to be on your feet again. As a man, you need to walk again. Oh, yes. As a man, you need to move again. Oh, yes. Now watch this. Watch this. Acts chapter 2, verse 29. The Bible says, Men and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sickness is with us unto this day. Therefore, being a prophet, okay, so David was a prophet. The Bible says, David being a prophet, David being a prophet, 
What did he do being a prophet? So David was a prophet. What did he do? David did the following things. In 2 Samuel 23, verse 8, he raised a man, and this man, he called his name Adino. Somebody say Adino. The word Adino is a Hebrew word, which means gentle, which means delicate, and also it also means tender. David raised a man. David was a prophet, but he raised a man and called his name Adino. The word Adino means a man who was raised, he was mentored to be a gentleman. He was a gentleman. Not just any other man. He was a gentleman. Tell your neighbor, are you a gentleman? Tell your neighbor, every gentleman cannot rape a woman. Tell them again, every gentleman cannot rob. A gentleman cannot beat his wife. Tell your neighbor, it takes a great gentleman to say, I am sorry. So we're going to go there in the scripture. But David being a prophet, raised up a man and called his name Adino. This Adino, he was a man who was taught by David manners of how to live. He was tender-hearted. He was a man who was taught to be delicate. And he was trained to be gentle. Somebody said, David, being a prophet, being a prophet, he raised a man, he raised a man, and called him Adino, and called him Adino. He was one of David's men. He was one of David's men. So I asked myself a question. Me, being a prophet, have I, have I raised my own Adinos? Have I raised my own men who are gentlemen, who are delicate, who are tender-hearted? What I hear report one day of you misbehaving. In this country, in South Africa, there's a cry everywhere where rape issues are rising up. Social injustice and a lot of men and I pray to God that you must listen to this. It takes a man raised in a strong church under strong principles to live differently. We can all live like men, but it takes one to live differently. It makes one to be different. Somebody say Adino. Adino. Adino means what? Means what? No, I can't hear you. One achievement of David 
was he raised men. Adino was not a small guy. And I'm going to show you the achievements of Adino. Because he was trained. He was principled. He wasn't just like any other normal man. And because of that, he began to have achievements. As a man who wants to, to be gentle, a man who wants to have a spirit of understanding, to grow up in the knowledge. And I want you to understand this. How many here have got business proposals? Can I see your hands up? How many here that want to venture into businesses? When we are raising the Adinos, we raise your mindsets. When we are raising the Adinos, we raise your mindsets. You must develop a monitoring strategy, self-monitoring strategy. Write this down. Self-monitoring strategy. What do I mean when I say self-monitoring strategy? In self-monitoring strategy, it's where a person is being raised into becoming sober-minded in order to achieve certain goals and objectives. Understand this. Number one, self-monitoring strategy is when you monitor your progress. We may have people who think have achieved nothing, yet they achieve a lot. And we have people who think they have achieved so much, yet they have achieved nothing. It's important to be sitting down and finding out what am I achieving. The biggest problem with men is we have men who want to reach the finishing line. That's all they're looking at. But in achievement, it's not about reaching the finishing line. It's about following the principles. When you are running on a race, they give you a line. And when you are running, you run, you run in your line. When you move out from that lane to another lane, it may be a problem for you. So it's not just about running to arrive. But it's about making sure you are running correctly. What have I achieved? I remember one time, that day I had nothing. I had completely, I had done nothing. And I was like, what have I achieved today? Trust you me, I was shocked. I had achieved more than all other days, just by sitting down. Because I got a call in the evening that the project which we wanted to do had collapsed. So I did a lot by not involving myself into the project.
Sometimes doing nothing is doing something. Sometimes not planning. Sometimes not planning at all. It is planning. Let me tell you. For example, for example, you want to go into a competition with another team and you're planning. This is how we're going to do it. We'll take them by surprise. You're planning. Huh? And you have called people to plan with. Let it, let it. Whatsoever it's going to be, whether you're a coach. So there is a soccer tomorrow and you're telling your team. So this is how we're going to do. You're going to mark that one. After the, that, that's the planning, right? After finishing, one person from there defects and tells them all what you planned. You will be shocked when you go in the field. The moment you start, you are marked. They send you 4-4 to make one, one player. So, for me, if I was a coach, I would plan nothing. When a few minutes to go into the ground, that's when I would say, sit down. You, you will do this, you are going to do that. So, sometimes not planning, it's a plan. I didn't hear. <laughs> sometimes not planning. Some of us will stop planning sometimes. Because when you plan, you may be betrayed. So not planning sometimes is a plan. Like what are they thinking? What is it trying to do? They know nothing. So not planning sometimes is a strategy. Wow. So sometimes you must sit down and have self-monitoring strategy. What have I achieved? And what have I not achieved? What have I done? And what have I not done? You'll find out that in the two years you've just been home, you have achieved a lot. You don't need financial capital the best capital ever it is you yourself there is nothing important than you the human capital you are the human capital all we need is you to move forward sometimes not planning some of us will stop planning sometimes. Because when you plan, you may be betrayed. So not planning sometimes is a plan. Like what are they thinking? What is it trying to do? They know nothing. So not planning sometimes is a strategy. Wow. So sometimes you must sit down and have self-monitoring strategy. What have I achieved? And what have I not achieved? 
what have I done and what have I not done? When God was making the world in his creation, there was no capital, there was no bank. All he had was himself. And he said, let us make a man in our own image and let him. But before that, God had to look for things which would help his investment I can't put an investment in the water. So first I must change water into a solid substance called the earth. I can't make an investment in darkness. There must be light. And God said, let there be light. There was light. And he said, let there be earth. There was earth. No matter how the business may look so nice or anything may look nice, but understand one principle. Be gentle. Don't rush. Don't be too quick. Let your mind be sober. Be adino. Adino means what? Gentle. Uh -huh. Tender. Delicate. And the Bible says, and David being a prophet, he raised a man called Adino. A man who was sober. A man who was gentle. He would think first before doing anything. His heart was delicate. Precious. And this man was a man of David as a prophet. I am raising you today as Adinos. You leave this place as Adinos. I receive. In 2 Samuel 23, verse 18, the Bible says what? Sorry, verse 8. 2 Samuel 23, verse 8. It says, These be the names of the mighty men whom David had, the Tecmonite, that sat in the seat, chief among the captains. The same was Adino, the Esnite. There was what? Adino, the his name, his name Adino. Adino means what? He was raised, he was raised what? To be what? A gentleman. To be a gentleman. A man with a tender heart. Now the Bible says these were men of David who were trained by David. One time I taught you on the same topic but in a different way. That was a part A. And I'm te teaching you the second part, for you to understand it better. Now, these were great men of David. Alright? Adino. Right, continue. The same was Adino the Esnite. He lift up his spear against 800 whom he slew at one time. And he, after he all was... Right. He killed how many people? His name was what? Adino. 
He slew, continue. 800 whom he slew at one time. Somebody say Adino. Adino. So I must have the Adino anointing. I must have the Adino anointing. The anointing of gentleness. The anointing of gentleness. Tender. Tender. And being delicate. And being delicate. Sober-minded. Sober-minded. This man, because he was raised in that, the Bible says, when enemies came with one spear, he killed 800 people. What an achievement. Connect. What an achievement in life. We have read in history men who had achievements, but I've never read in history a man who had an achievement using one spear, killing 800 people. This man was a gentleman. This is what we're talking about. He protected his land, protected his country against enemies with one spear. One business can make you achieve a lot and remove 800 problems of your family. I receive the Adino anointing. Somebody say Adino anointing. Adino anointing. The anointing that made David train this man to some status. If you don't understand this story, Adino in the beginning of the story, he was a weak, poor man who became what he became because David, the man of God, raised him to become that. It's possible to be raised. It is possible to be raised from where you are into another man. The Bible says, when Samuel, when Samuel prophesied to Saul, a man who was just looking after the donkeys, when he met prophets, the Bible says he was transformed into another man. My prayer is your transformation today. You must be transformed into a different man. If you have a ministry, if you have a calling, if you have a business, if you have a, a, um, a prayer cell, or you have anything that involves you, I promise you, I promise you, you will leave this place a transformed man. I receive it. I said you will never be the same again. I receive it. Somebody said, I will never be the same. I will never be the same. Put your hands for Jesus Christ. Acts 2. Verse 29. Men and, and brethren, let me freely speak unto you of the patriarch David, that he is both dead and buried, and his sepulchre is with us into this day. Therefore, David, being a prophet, he raised another man, and his name was called Eliezer. Somebody say Eliezer. Eliezer. Eliezer means my God has helped. Eliezer means what? My God has helped. There's a level where a man must begin to depend on God, not his own strength. Begin to look at God as the source of your strength. 
Someone say, God has helped. Say it again. God has helped. Say it again. This man was raised to a level whereby everything about him, it was God helping. I don't know what you're doing or what you're intending to or what you're planning to do, but I want to tell you something as a prophet. David did this to his men, and I'm doing this to my men. Oh, yes. My God is going to help you in the name of Jesus. I receive it. The Bible says, and God has helped. It means God has helped. It's a certain level of life. I was teaching, I think, some few weeks ago. I said, when Jesus was on the cross, every person was saying, on the cross, he saved others. Why can't he save himself? But Jesus didn't help himself because it's not to his power to help himself. He waited for Yahweh to help. He waited for the Father to help. Right now, I don't want you to take some steps on your own. Depend on God. I'm raising men who would trust and depend on God and say, yes, I'm trying to pursue this, but I want God to be my helper. I want God to, the, to be the one to help me in this circumstance. And when God has done it, and yes, that means God has helped. Now, we can read that scripture in, from verse 9 to 10. Second Samuel 23 from verse 9. And after him was Eliezer, the son of Dodo, the Ahohite, one of the three mighty men of David. When they defied the Philistines that were there, gathered together to battle, and the men of Israel were gone away. He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought great victory that day and the people returned after him only to spoil. Did you hear that? Did you hear that? Mm -hmm. What did he do? He arose and smote the Philistines until his hand was weary and his hand clave unto the sword. And the Lord wrought great victory that day. And, and the, the Lord wrought great victory that day. It's him who was fighting. But the Bible says who gave victory? The Lord. The Lord. It's you managing it. It's you. People are seeing you. But behind the scene, it is the Lord. That's why Eliezer means what? Yahweh has helped. Mm. God will do things behind the scene. People will look at you achieving things. Oh, People yes. will look at you into the prayer life that you'll be praying, oh, into yes. the success you'll be having. But it won't be you. It will be Yahweh behind the scene. I am here to give you the Eliezer anointing. The Eliezer anointing. The Eliezer anointing. The Eliezer I receive it. Someone say, Yahweh will help. Yahweh will help. Say it again. Yahweh will help. Yahweh will help. The Bible says he killed so many enemies. He became weary. He became tired. To a level whereby the sword he was holding could not fall from his hand. That's how tired he was. 
that his hands could not stretch. He became like lame. He couldn't let the sword fall. And the Bible says it wasn't him. It was the Lord giving him victory. Do you understand how I can see? The problem sometimes is we try to help ourselves instead of allowing God to come in the scene and help us in one way or another. But time has come where we shall put our trust in the name of Jehovah. Oh, look what I'm going to tell them. Sometimes, sometimes, we put our trust in ourselves. We put our trust in ourselves. On the things which humans can't do. On things that humans can't do. I'm telling you, because where you are right now, if you look in your bank account as a prophet, you can buy nothing. No, I'm not, I'm not talking about you. I'm not talking about you. If I can see in, in, in your pocket, there is nothing. If you can buy a car, it must be God. That's what I'm saying. Eliezer anointing is not about who you are. It's not about what you have. It's about the hand of Jehovah. The Eliezer generations, these are people who God comes and helps them. They can be in a mess, but Jehovah himself comes and takes them out of the mess. Somebody say, yes. Say Eliezer anointing. Eliezer anointing. Say the Eliezer generation. The Eliezer generation. Are those people. Are those people. That Yahweh comes. That Yahweh comes. And take them out of the trouble. And take them out of the trouble. Give them victory. Give them victory. Yes. Yes. Somebody say Eliezer. Eliezer. You see, I'll meet you one day. And I'll be like, who? Is it the same of you? You'll be like, yes, Papa. Oh, you look different. Answer me, Eliezer. Which means what? Yahweh has helped. So when I look at all this, I stand here and I say, hmm. You see, we didn't even put like, a, you know, we didn't even move around and, and, and in the streets. We are inviting you. This is the paper. We are inviting you. We want you to come and attend. Did you do that? Did we do that? We never did that. I just went in my church and made one statement. Look at this. Major, major, major. Shout Eliezer! Which means what? It means what? How many here that say, Prophet, make me to be that son, that, that man. I want to take this anointing. Yahweh must help my calling. Yahweh must help my prayer life. Yahweh must help my business. Yahweh must help my success. Somebody shout, Eliezer! There is no way I can go. There is no way I can hide. You are my helper. Sit down, everyone. Say yes. Say Eliezer. This man was raised by David. He achieved in one single day 
Because he had put his trust in the Lord. In a single day, he defeated the whole nation of Philistine. In a single day. Because the man had learned to put his trust in Jehovah. And David called his name Eliezer. Meaning, I'm giving you anointing. That whatsoever you face, Yahweh will come behind the scene. And today I'm releasing that anointing on you. Wherever you shall go, people shall see you. But they must never mistake to judge you and to judge your ideas. It will not be you, neither your ideas. It will be Jehovah behind the scene. Oh, yes. Receive this anointing right now. Receive. receive this anointing. I'll receive. Put a hand so Jesus if you can. I want you to become Eliezer. See. I want you, you see, Eliezer was a weak, feeble man. According to the Bible, he was feeble, weak, disregarded. Nobody thought he would do achievement, nobody. But he was given the Eliezer anointing. Anointing that you achieve things to a level whereby people, when they look at you, they say, This can only be God. This is the anointing I'm releasing to you today. I As a man, David had a man who this man he named Eliezer, who he trained, raised, and gave him a principle. And today, it's not the days of David, these are days of me, Major One. I am raising and training you. Oh, yes. To become Eliezer's of today. I receive. So I receive in the name of Jesus. I receive in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Then. David being a prophet, according to Acts 2, verse 29 and 30, David being a prophet, he raised another man, another iron man, and called his name Shammah. The word Shammah means God is there. His duty was to prove to people the existence of God. If people are doubting, this man was raised to make achievements that will shock people and people bow down and say, yes, Jehovah is there. And I'm raising people in this conference who will prove to the world that Jehovah is alive. If you men will do nothing, it will be very difficult for the world to know our God is alive. You need that achievement, that anointing, that can achieve things. So that people, when they look at you, they say, wow, we know you, we know your story. But what is happening around you, this can only be God. So Shammah means God is there. It's the anointing to prove to the world that there is God in heaven. 
Somebody said, I received the Shammah anointing. I received the Shammah anointing. Now, verse 11. Verse 11. was Shammah, the son of Agi, the Hererite. And the Philistines gathered together into a troop where was a piece of ground full of lentils. And the people fled from the, from the Philistines. But he stood in the midst of the ground and defended it and slew the Philistines. And the Lord brought great victory. All right. The Bible says, and people were running away. His children were running away. But he stood and defended the people of God. And God wrought victory. This man was trained by David. The Bible calls him a man of David. He was taught to prove that God is there. He was not taught to quit or to run away. When everybody was running away, he stood. Turn about, never quit. Don't give up. Say, stand. How many are saying, I'm going to come with a testimony that will shock the whole world? How many are saying, my testimony will prove God is there? Say after me, my testimony. My testimony will prove, will prove that God is there. That God is there. Things are happening already as I'm talking to you right now. Say Jehovah is there. I will make people believe that. Because my testimony will make people say Jehovah is there. Then there was another man which was raised by David and he called his name Abishai. Someone say Abishai. Abishai. The word Abishai means a father of gifts. A father of what? A father of gifts. Do you know gifts? Do you know a gift? Uh -huh. So the father of all gifts, that was his name. Meaning to say he had every gift coming from every direction. Oh, this side, a bit sleeping. I love this side. I love it. Receive spiritual gifts. I receive. Receive financial gifts. I receive. The Bible says he was a what? A father of what? Gifts. Gifts. Any gift you can talk. Whether it's a spiritual gift, whether it's a financial gift, any gift. He was raised to be, to be a father. He was a gift magnet. I will see. If in the state house are planning, who must to give this project? He was attracting it. Hey. 
if people are planning in a company, who must we give this job? He was a gift magnet. He was receiving things not by qualification. He was receiving things because it's more like giving him as a gift. David raised this man and called his name Abishai. Called his name Abishai. Abishai. In verse 18. And Abishai, the brother of Joab, the son of Zeruah, was chief amongst the three. And he lifted up his spear against the three hundred and slew them. And, then, and he had a name among the three. Was he not the most honorable among the three? Therefore, he, he was, was kept him. The most what? The most honorable. The most honorable and he was a captain. I told you. Why? He killed 300. Yet another one killed 800. Yet him, he became a captain. Highly honorable. Attracting gifts. When there was a promotion, attract promotion. Honor, attract honor. Everywhere he was going, he was a father of gifts. I receive it. And every man who is here today, don't go home with, without this anointing. I receive. I wonder people who are just people. No anointing of Eliezer, no anointing of Abishai. They attract nothing in life. Nothing. You'll be shocked. You never applied for anything. They will phone you. They will call for you. I receive. Iron man. This is serious. You must be raised. Be raised. Have a mentality. He was honorable among all of them. Sit down for a moment. His dressing was different. Hey. I am raising CEOs in the house and managers and personal. I received. Listen to me, listen. You will not be who you are right now. By next year, the next Iron Man conference. Oh, yes. If I be a prophet. Oh, yes. Your story is going to change. I receive. Hear me. Abishai anointing. Anointing of honor. Anointing of championship. Anointing of being a captain. Your business will become a captain. Your prayer life will become a captain. Your church will become a captain. I receive. I be shy anointing. Someone say, be shy anointing. I be shy anointing. Can I give it to you? Can I release anointing to you? Can I release anointing to you? Somebody say, yes. Yes. Yeah.